0: Hey there, this is Alana Terry and you're listening to the Successful Writer Podcast and I'm here with Becky Muth. How's it going, Becky? Hi. going great. Becky is one of those online author friends that I feel like I've known my entire author life. Like I know a year or two ago, we tried to count back and be like, how did we meet? When did we meet? Yeah. Where, why do we know each other? You just, you seem to always be somebody that I've known in the online world.
1: Yeah, I think like only like four or five years, and it seems like we've known each other, sorry, forever.
0: Yeah, yeah, from day one, it really does feel yeah. like that. Uh, we've worked together on quite a lot of different things. Um, most closely, Becky is our social media manager and does a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for Sweet Promise Press. But yeah, we've we've really done some fun stuff together um she works for novel publicity so people who know sure. melissa storm um melissa and i talk horses together so yeah we go we go way back and it's really fun to have you on yeah. the show
1: it's great and i love that like our circle of friends is like way bigger than what Facebook says it is.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Oh yeah, that's another one. I was going to use this as a plug for Patreon because Becky is one of our moderators in the Discord. So she's real active yeah. in our Successful Writer Discord channel too. So yeah. we, we get to see lots of Becky and I'm so thankful for that. And oh. every time I hear people singing her praises, I'm like, yeah, I know. I've been working with her for a long time now.
1: <laughs> I'm very grateful for all the opportunities and to know you and everyone else we know so yeah no it's a great community yeah we have an awesome circle of author friends
0: we absolutely do uh today we are going to be sharing with you becky is basically the queen of finding free resources and making the most out of them and so for people who do that naturally it doesn't feel like a superpower, but for people who just aren't wired to find those things, it really is a gift because finding the right free tools that do what they say they do and work when you need them to, and aren't always breaking on you, or you can do all of this for them by the time you're ready to finish. Now you've got to pay. Like it actually is a gift and Becky's yeah. compiled a lot of free resources and well, I thought we would start before we dive into some of these resources that I know will be of interest to our audience. I asked Becky to just share a little bit of her story, how she got to be the queen of coupon snipping as an author, because it's a really inspiring story that I think is going to encourage a lot of listeners. Um, I
1: started writing on January 2nd, 2012. I when I met up with a friend for lunch came home and I told my husband I was like I'm gonna write for a living that's what I want to do yeah and he's like do it you know you've been saying you wanted to write since we got together like back in the mid 90s mm-hmm. do it so and how I old signed, were your kids at the time um oh math um they were teen they were they were like middle school because we okay had just we'd been homeschooling for a couple years mm-hmm. and then Let's see. I started with an outsourcing company writing blog articles for clients, mm-hmm. and that's what I started doing first. And the pay was pretty good. <clears throat> Looking back, I n- understand now that the pay was total crap. But then it seemed like you know it seemed like I just hit the lottery. Oh yeah, like you start somewhere. me, yeah, right. It was like what the kind of time- articles, yeah. <laughs> um, health blogs, okay. and like every topic you could imagine, like uh, storage. Containers as houses, um, how to train your dog to potty training, how to mm-hmm. you know a lot of how to stuff right um, you know items you don 't want to ever want to put in your child 's nursery and it was all keyword stuffing and social media or right. social you know SEO stuff and mm-hmm. search engine optimization that 's what I was trying to think of and so it was a lot of nitty gritty stuff, and one of the um, pod, one of the people I worked with. He's also a podcaster and he was like one of my very first clients. He's my best client overall, the whole time I did it. He has since passed away, unfortunately, but he was one of Canada's top internet marketers Mm -hmm. and, and for like social media, marketing, podcasting, all this stuff. And he has had a wealth of knowledge. And one of the benefits was that I had to listen to his podcast and write the show notes for it. So I got all this knowledge and I'm like forever grateful for that. But podcasts are certainly a great free resource. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now there's on so many topics. But so that was in January. I decided to write by like April. I got my first few clients. I'd really got my foot in the door. I was turning jobs away, which is you know, an exceptional in freelancing. So the very next month in May of 2012, my husband, who is a career firefighter, was bailing out of a window on a training exercise. And he was supposed to land on the ladder, but when mm-hmm. he put his hand on the windowsill and like launched himself up to go out the window, everything in his shoulder tore. His oh. right shoulder. <clears throat> yeah, so his officers said shake it off and try it again and when he tried it again everything that didn't rip the first time finished (gasps) ripping oh so I had gotten that call before like that says hey this is the safety officer I'm calling about your husband you know and I knew that like if they were calling it meant he was still breathing because they're (laughs) They're gonna send send someone over oh no (laughs) so I'm like okay like I know he's alive so this is good so he said, you know he he hurt his shoulder, and he been at a hospital, and you know, long story short, he just cannot drive with these painkillers they have him on. Oh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is on a Friday, and our kids were leaving for or no, this is on a Thursday, and our kids were leaving the next day Friday on like a week long church camp out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're like a camping thing, so I was like, I'm on my way to Walmart to buy sleeping bags, like what so." Yeah, so very shortly, we, um, we he was on workers' comp, he was on unemployment for a while. Like the, Then a workers' comp glitch in 2013, after his surgery, um, or to, 2014, after his surgery, um, a workers' comp glitch cut us off. Oh. So we were getting none of his salary and only my freelance money. hmm And that summer we had like 30-ish, 30, $32 in the bank the whole summer. That was it. And we were living off what I made through, and and I got paid in PayPal. So we were living off PayPal funds. Yeah. And that was really scary. And, you you know, our house payment where we used to live in West Virginia, we bought our house as a fixer upper in the mid nineties. We were blessed with a really super low house payment. Mm -hmm. Like there were times our more, our, um, in the winter our electric bill would be higher than our house payment yeah so we were really blessed that way but um by this time I was actually writing books Mm -hmm. so if I needed you know if I needed a book cover I couldn't go hire a designer I had to find a way to do it right if I needed an editor I needed to clean up the draft as much as possible before I sent it to an editor because even though they're going to charge the same either way I knew you know I just wanted it Mm to be it's like if I wrote a novella, do I, you know, then do I really need an editor? Do I need just like a bunch of beta readers who are really good at spotting? Right, others? right. You know, it was like you know. So just you know, picking my battles and where to spend money. Right. So then, when I met Melissa in 2017, um, every time I like, I joined her Kindle World, and that's how I met her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she introduced me to you. But in the Kindle world, every time I came up with a graphic or something for one of my books, she's like, how'd you do that? And then she kept telling me, I'm going to hire you. And I was like, okay, uh, do it. So that's how I met Melissa and started working for her because she did hire me. I was her second full-time employee after Angie. Mm-hmm. And so some of these, um, of like one of them in the productivity tools is something I learned from her. Okay. And that's the tomato timers.
0: Oh, I love tomato timers. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go through. So basically we want to mm-hmm. share some of these resources with all of you because authors, you know, if you're just starting out, you might be on a budget. If you've seen a decrease in your sales, you might be on a budget. If you're just life circumstances have changed or just you're dealing yeah. with all the inflation and uncertainty, you might be on a tighter budget than you are. So I just hope that this would be a really timely thing. Now, I guess I want to give a warning and Becky, maybe we can go back and forth about like, how do you really know what you should put money out for? Because for example, not everybody can make a book cover. And so if you try, you might save money, but you might sell five copies of a book that otherwise would have sold 500. So how do you know when it's frugality and being smart and wise? And how do you know when you're just refusing to do what makes actual good sense because you're scared of spending the money
1: one of the first things I had to do was leave my pride at the door because Mm -hmm. I did not want to ask for help right and my very first novella that I ever published as a result was Tittle crap for the total crap cover
0: and Mm -hmm. it's since
1: been you know updated updated yeah so but um Luckily it was updated before I did an audiobook, So oh, nice. that would have been totally embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So one of the things I like to do is barter. If it's something mm-hmm. I really, really want and I really can't afford it, then I might barter. So let's yeah. say I have a friend who does covers mm-hmm. and they're also an author and I'm really good at blurbs. Right. Or I'm really good at Facebook ads. Yeah. I can say, hey, you know, if you and like, they're bad at Facebook ads, I can say, Hey, mm-hmm. can I trade you a cover for I'll manage your Facebook ads for X right. amount of time? Right. Or, Hey, I will, I will doctor your blurbs. And like, I will doctor up to 10 blurbs. If you know, if you can manage my Facebook ads for this, mm-hmm. month, you know, whatever mm-hmm. amount or a month or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, and then you really have to look at what you can do versus what you need. Right. And then I would just make it like a pro con list for priorities of what you really, Mm -hmm. really need right now. And then go from there first. And there's two ways you can do it. You can do the snowball method where you start small and you, you pay for small things up to the big things, or you can avalanche it where you pay for the big things first and then knock out all the little things.
0: Right. Yeah. And I would say for people who are trying to prioritize, I would say the cover and the editing are two areas where you really don't want to skimp. You either need to know that you can do it or barter it and have it be really, really good, or you need to find a way to to get the money to do it. Bartering's great. You know, every so often it can get awkward if somebody doesn't hold up their end of the deal, because mm-hmm. it's a little different. You can't like open up a PayPal dispute, you know, with yeah. somebody because they said that they were going to do this, or, you know, maybe someone agrees to trade you and you're going to write blurbs for them, but they hate all your blurbs. And now they're not going to do what they no. said they do for you. It can be a little tricky, but a lot of times with the right, write two people it can be really really smart yeah
1: or like you know they're a steamy romance author and you write sweet romance and you're just not comfortable with steamy romance
0: right yeah you know yep. so
1: that's Got happened it. too exactly
0: no and i love uh just knowing that there's so many free things out here like i was blown away becky shared her <laughs> her list like i was expecting maybe like i don't know a Dozen and I would have been like, wow, that's a lot. There's probably like 50 things on here. We'll make it available to everyone here too, so that you can, you know, nobody needs to be furiously scribbling down, you know, all the links that we're going to share or anything. But one more question for you, Becky, before we dive into some of the free resources is... Was it hard for you? So once you started making money from your own books, once you got hired from Melissa, once your financial situation changed, was the mental shift difficult for you to realize, okay, like I don't need to do it all myself. I don't need to only do what's free. Or were you just ready to be like, oh, good. I've been waiting for this day. <laughs>
1: Um, at first it was difficult to let go of that control because I had mm-hmm. gotten so used to controlling everything. So I'm blessed with an editor who's also my very best friend. That's cool. And she has a bachelor's in journalism, journalism and she has a master's in psychology, and she is autistic. She's on the spectrum. So she has a really good handle on grammar. Mm-hmm. character development and she's super super nitpicky about like continuity mm-hmm. so i feel like i just won the lottery with her so and i've told her this book so she's you know but yeah when i got my audiobook narrator she was so awesome and she did the royalty split and i told everybody about her and now she realizes how great she is, and she's raised her prices, and I can hardly afford her, so I'm not calling oh.
0: anybody <laughs> in <my interest>. so, <laughs> that's <yeah>. hilarious <laughs> no, that's great because that can be that can be hard. you know, I yeah. think about the the grandma kind of Mm -hmm. personality that we grew up with where it was like, they never want to spend anything because they lived through the great depression, you know, or, you know, when you and I are great grandmas, people are going to laugh about how we like (laughs) ration toilet paper, like don't use so much because we lived through the pandemic. It can be hard to go from really, really, really scarce, like every penny counts to, okay, like I, I don't have to be as stressed out about it. Um, But it's also really nice to be able to go back and forth because sometimes, especially since authors, our income does fluctuate so much. We have leaner months. And so even just knowing what you could do if you had to trim the budget can be really, really Mm -hmm. useful.
1: And I think some authors are going to be surprised at what they really can do and just give yourself permission to try. And if, you know, if you fail, nobody has to know. right
0: is Is there anything that you absolutely would be like for example our we do a lot of thrift store shopping but there Mm -hmm. are just certain things like we're not going to buy um water bottles from a thrift store like there are just certain things are there certain things at at least where you are right now that like i'm never going to go back to the free
1: oh um discount store shopping um not that i go to like trendy expensive stores now Uh but we used to have a, like a deeply discounted store. Imagine like, um, I don't know if you have like Ollie's or big lots or anything, but it's like a closeout store uh-huh. where they have like everything dirt cheap. And it's like, they bought like all the big pallets full of stuff. nobody you know, that like didn't sell
0: mm-hmm. and now they're
1: selling it really cheap.
0: Right. Right.
1: So, and through the pandemic, it was like, get your hand sanitizer. For cents <laughs> right. And, you, know, right. Or, you know, get a little mini ones for dollar yeah. and things like that. We had a grocery store closeout sale. So you could go get like the cans of chicken that cost like, you know, however much they cost for a six pack at mm-hmm. Costco. We could get them for like 50 cents a can, you know, or a quarter a can or something like that. And, but the problem was they had some good deals, but they had so much more junk food than a normal grocery store.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that when we moved from West Virginia to South Carolina, they didn't have that store. And because the, it's, you know, warmer, longer than it was mm-hmm. up there. Like we only have, you know, three seasons here, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, pollen, summer and hurricane. Oh no, so <laughs> we, we really don't have winter. So the produce markets stay open longer and we buy our, you know, we buy our meat from the actual butcher shop now. And because of that, even, even though we're not spending that much more since we moved here, everybody has lost weight. Like <laughs> everybody. we're <laughs> uh-huh. more active. That's because cool. we're not on the side of a mountain. We're actually right. closer to the beach. So oh nice. But yeah.
0: So yeah. What about but, in yeah. your writing world? Are there certain like cheap free things that you never want to go back to?
1: I'm not sure. I mm-hmm. really like all the cheap, free stuff. on the Swiss,
0: so. <laughs> I love that. I'm trying to think the only one that I really regret. I went switch and actually I think you were, you were with me, we tried like a kind of knockoff, uh, mailer light-esque sort of thing. Oh yeah. The price was amazing, but the deliverability was just really, really poor. So yeah, yeah. there were certain things that if you can help, it might not be great to, to be too stingy about, but let's dive into your list. Um, let's talk about graphics because you make amazing graphics Mm -hmm. and you're able to do these, you know, not with really, really, really fancy stuff, spending, you know, $500 a month on software and images. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> talk I us through played, some of your um, favorite graphics. Last
1: month I dropped Photoshop. So uh-huh. because I bought, oh, what is it called? Affinity, I think. Okay. Yeah. Affinity Designer. They were having a sale and it was like a lifetime license, Mm -hmm. you know, price of like under 60 bucks. So I was like, I'll just get those. My Friends highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. Those lifetime deals when you can find them can be so good because if you count all Mm -hmm. of the monthly recurring subscriptions that a typical career author is paying, it can easily be multiple hundreds of dollars a month in that. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely.
1: So my first, um, my first free tool is Canva. And yes, you can get the pro edition and you can get all the fancy bells and whistles that come with that, which I have, but you can do a lot with the free, Mm -hmm. with the free service. So I have friends who never, they've had it for years. They've never had the pro edition Yeah, and they don't, they don't know what they're missing, but they get along fine without it.
0: Yeah. No, Canvas is great. It's drag and drop graphics, which is Mm -hmm. a lot easier for me than the kind where you have all the layering and stuff that just never felt intuitive. And they've got really, really nice templates, which is cool. So you're not starting from a blank screen, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. for someone like me, who's not in love with graphic design, you know, it's really nice to have a place to start.
1: Yeah. I love their templates. So so next on my list is the Adobe color wheel and you guys can't see this, but when you open it up, it shows you various palettes. And there's another one that I'll add to the list. That's um, it's called coolers where you can make a color palette. So if you don't have a brand kit and you need to make your branding, um, you need to choose some colors. This can be, this can help with that. It can help you. It'll show you what colors look like next to each other. So like, and like just because i like you know pink teal and yellow mm-hmm. like it just worked out that they look good against each other my first colors that i chose did not at all so yeah it was yeah you know, it was like purple and orange and i was like oh no oh, no, no
0: <laughs> yeah no it's really cool so um yeah if if you're looking for colors that go together for logos or mm-hmm. book covers or your author website i know i get really intimidated just starting with, again, like starting with a wheel that's got every single color that exists <laughs> and hovering my yeah. mouse and picking a color. I'm like, I don't know. So yeah, yeah. it is really nice to have, um, have things like that for sure.
1: So on the Coolers website, which I totally have a free version of that, you can actually upload your book cover and mm-hmm. you can like if you're look, looking for colors for your series if you want to create a color palette to use with all the branding for that series mm-hmm. you can upload like book 1 or whatever the most colorful book is in the series and you can actually pick colors from that book cover
0: cool mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i know one of my favorite graphic tools that's free it's uh, just like a color picker and it's a mm-hmm. Chrome extension. So if I'm like, wow, that's a really pretty color, or I'm in Canva making something and I want it to match the color of the text on my book cover or something, I, I don't have to like eyeball it. So yeah, yep. those are, those are great. Um, and then stock photos, that's kind of a side of graphics. Where do you like to go to find your stock photos? Um, Unsplash
1: is my number one. Uh huh. And it's just photographers upload their, their photos. And it's great especially for like background pictures Mm -hmm. and you can put in like something pattern like I can put in like pink pattern Mm -hmm. or you know whatever Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so like yeah it's a lot of a lot of great photos and the photographers have already like they've already retouched or you know balanced the colors and things Mm
0: -hmm.
1: another one is pixabay you kind of have to watch the Pixabay because some of it is copyrighted. Like they'll have something with the Coca-Cola logo and you're like, uh, really?
0: You say right. it's free, but it breaks the
1: copyright. So just, yeah. Um,
0: Talk to us about um, what to look out for in terms of the copyright in using stock photos. So you want to make sure that it's has a commercial license. You want to
1: read the fine print, to see if the commercial license has a run. So like if you're using another book cover, if it has a run of 10,000 and you sell more than 10,000 books, mm-hmm. then you mm-hmm. may have to pay a fee depending on what they're, what they say. And Here's a question a true... for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, a question for you. So let's say that you can use the image 10,000 times based on the mm-hmm. license you get, and that's an image on your book cover. And so does that mean that it's just 10,000 books sold or would that also mean that if you made graphics and put them in your ads and those ads were seen by a thousand people does that also count toward it
1: I think it depends on the fine what the fine print says for each program Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um like if you're using some of them say like for viewing and some of them say like they specify it's for if it's for sale you can sell oh okay this many you can
0: sell this many units or it can yeah. like this many impressions okay mm-hmm. is there any other language that people should be looking out for when they're checking
1: um, yes editorial use only if it's for editorial use only then you cannot put it on anything for sale
0: oh okay so what's editorial yep. use mean then just um it's non-commercial yeah okay
1: i think so Mm
0: -hmm. no that's that's really good to know
1: I just know to avoid it I've never really explored it (laughs) got it
0: (laughs) no that's great because a lot of people like oh here's a here's a stock photo mm -hmm. Um, it's free to download I guess I can do whatever I want to with it now
1: yeah there was a guy who took an amazing picture of um the Brooklyn Bridge I think it was it was one Mm -hmm. of the bridges in New York I'm pretty sure it was that one and there was a big box store that put it on a pillow and sold like a lot. They like, they made a lot of money off this product Mm -hmm. and he's like, but I only made like 10 cents from the picture and that's not fair.
0: Right. Well, and I believe even certain landmarks are under different types of protection.
1: Yeah. Like if you're the zoo Uh and the zoo owns the animal, Mm -hmm. then you can't use that picture for commercial purposes because you don't own the animal.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So it just depends on where you are and what the subject is.
0: Right, right. Or, you know, I would imagine a sports stadium (laughs) or Mm -hmm. something like that, you know, probably. Yeah. It's interesting because like on the one hand, it's great that we have access to so many stock images, but on the other hand, like most of us aren't trained to know what language to look out for. So that's really, Mm -hmm. really really useful.
1: And the fine print is also true in Canva because some of their pictures come from places like deposit photos. Mm Mm-hmm. So just re- whenever possible, read the fine print, if ever you're not sure. And speaking of deposit photos, they also have some free photos. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, it used to be a little red sticker on it, but now I think they've changed to green. But it's a, it's a little sticker in the corner of the picture and it says free. And you can okay. just- download that for free nice yeah they're not the best pictures obviously mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. you no know, i like deposit photos because they have the deals where you can pay like 50 bucks to get 50 downloads yeah. or something so that's usually where i go um,
1: yeah and if um if you're an app, if you uh follow AppSumo, mm-hmm. they have deals where you can like it's like once a year i think and it's like 39 bucks for 100 codes. yeah and they never expire and yeah. as a result i have like you know a lot
0: of thousands deals. i know <laughs> Yeah, Um, yeah. so in addition to being great at graphics, you are kind of known as being like having a magic touch with social media. I know a lot of authors hire you for help, like running a Facebook group or getting Facebook group engagement. Um, What are, first of all, can you just talk a little bit about best tips and tricks? Like is being amazing at running social media for other authors, something that you taught yourself, something that came naturally to you? Um.
1: I started doing it for my community library back in 2014. Uh And then a writer friend was starting up a business and was like, Hey, I love your social media. Can you, can you make some graphics? And then can you schedule some graphics? And then can you add some hype with the text copy? And then um, after that was when I started working for Melissa and I really liked Melissa's voice. Mm-hmm. And it was always so cheerful and positive and upbeat. So mm-hmm. whenever I scheduled her social media, I just tried to match her voice. Right. And we had a client, I think earlier this year and she's like, who wants to do the social media? Becky, if you do it, you cannot be bubbly. <laughs> because oh it was yeah. Because it's client. different. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Cause you know, in person, I'm such an introvert and I'm always like in the back uh, and I'm always quiet and shy, uh-huh. <clears throat> but yeah but, but yeah, so I just try to, when I do it, I try to match the author's tone as mm-hmm. much as possible. Yeah. Um, right now I have a, like, I can think of like three different, four, four different genres I cover right now that are mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah. And the authors are totally different. Right. So, yeah, no, that's after, amazing. Yeah.
0: Um, what would be so for people who it's not quite so natural to just jump in and start a Facebook group or create Facebook engagement or create posts to get a lot of conversation? Do you have just a couple throwaway tips for how to be just like ten percent better at your Facebook group than you yeah. are at the moment? Um,
1: be conversational.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, add a smiley emoji. Like that <laughs> smiley makes words. such a difference. Like unless yeah. you're
0: the author who's never bubbly.
1: Right. Unless you're like a serious, law, you know, you just write thrillers uh-huh. and, you know, you're a very serious person in real life. And if you had a smile emoji, they'll know that like, you know, you're probably being held hostage. Somewhere. That's right. <laughs> like if I ever post a bad grammar, you'd know that I've been taken uh-huh. hostage. You
0: know? <laughs> right. So. And then what about, what are some of your favorite resources to help people manage their social media? Um, there's a time zone converter. <clears throat> so if you're
1: trying to connect with another author for like or another author is invited you to do a takeover but they're in like you know you're in eastern they're in pacific or they're in australia then that that could help um i love the emojipedia um it's basically an encyclopedia of emojis i've never been there you can yeah you just search what you want to find you um and then once you click on that emoji there's a button where you can copy it and then you can just go over into your Facebook post and paste it okay or if you're using a site like you know Hootsuite which is free to schedule your post on -hmm. Facebook Um, Facebook also now has their meta suite thing okay and it opens up like when you go to let's see when you go to your Facebook page let me see Where's my Facebook page? So when you go to your Facebook page, it will say like write something to and the name of the page. And then at the bottom, it'll say schedule your post from planner and meta business suite. Mm-hmm. And once you go there, it'll show you the weekly view by default, but you can change it to monthly view and you can see your whole month at a glance. And you can schedule a post for any day. It'll tell you what time of day they they suggest their times are always in the evening, which is kind of sketchy for me because I like posting earlier in the day. Their default mm-hmm. time is 10 a.m. So I didn't normally go with that. They mm-hmm. also show you the most popular holidays. So like for June, they showed you like, you know, World Bicycle Day, Flag Day, International Picnic Day, Father's Day, Juneteenth. That's so, cool.
0: Just for so example. I know you do it really well but give us some examples, like because I know you you're always telling me about like obscure holidays. You're like, oh, did you know that today's national such and such day? Can yeah. you give us examples of how you can use like quirky holidays in your social media and your marketing? Sure.
1: Um, coincidentally, today is social media day. Oh, well, happy so social in, media day. <laughs> yeah. So I was in a chat with someone on Discord earlier and they were like, well, this won't work for from, from mine. So I'm not even posting anything about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can, you know, if you have social media, social media day is celebrating how you connect with other people on social media. I'm like, well, you know, if you're not going to use social media, you could put it in your newsletter and you could say, hey, today's social media day. I love that I've connected with you online. And if you would like to stay connected in other places, here's all the ways you can do that. Facebook, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever, you know, wherever you are, Telegram, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, TikTok, all the places I don't go. Right.
0: (laughs) We're getting old, Becky. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My kids are like, the only reason I joined TikTok was to troll my kids. (laughs)
0: Ah, <laughs> and
1: my especially my youngest, because like you'll never find me there. So I found him in like two seconds. Followed him, and I waited about a week or so. Then I was like, "Yeah, we even said hello to your new followers." He's like, I don't have any followers. I'm like, "Oh yeah, you do." That's
0: hilarious. so. Then like,
1: he's like, "Whatever." He walks out of my office, turns around, walks right back in. He says, "How dare you?" Because <laughs> I'm your mom. That's yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. So,
1: but yeah, yeah, he's he's 20. He's almost 24. So it's. Yeah. So it's not like it's like child, you know, mm-hmm. endangerment or anything. So I'm trolling my kids. But,
0: right. Yeah, what so, are your yeah. recommendations for the more seriously toned authors? What kinds of posts and things do you suggest they talk about? Like let's say I write women's uh women's fiction, but it's it's real heavy. It's not cute and you know, so it's not really the like I'm gonna put tons of emojis in here yeah. and stuff. What recommendations do you have for that type of author? Look at themes that match that genre.
1: So, like strong women, mm-hmm. um, you know, the whole find your tribe kind of thing, right? Um, you could even do not really health tips, but like self care. Oh, that would yeah. be a good cool one for that mm-hmm. genre. Mm-hmm. Um, if If your books deal with with a heavy, heavy topic like domestic violence, Mm -hmm. you could like maybe like once every 10 days or so or maybe like, you know, once or twice a Mm -hmm. month, you could put something like, hey, you know, I write about this a lot. And I wanted to just throw out this reminder that if you or someone you know is in need of help here is a resource. Yeah. Oh, I love and that. Just like the 800 mm-hmm. number or something. Yeah. And that's something we kind of picked up in the true crime podcast.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So what's your suggestion? Because I know different authors have different opinions and they get nervous about sharing their own kind of politics and things <laughs> like that. Do you have strong opinions on whether all authors should be apolitical or be like, all the way out there even if it risks alienating or pick and choose what are your thoughts so
1: my my thoughts are if you feel super strongly about it if it's you know if it's a topic you feel super strongly about and you will support then support it mm-hmm. um a lot of a lot of people will give you the advice do not post anything about religion or politics if you want mm-hmm. to you know, if you, and because if you do, you will alienate readers and mm-hmm. they won't want to follow you. Mm-hmm. So I am super loud about what I believe in on, especially the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And um my Facebook page is public. It has been, you know, uh-huh. pretty much almost the whole time I've had Facebook. And yeah, so I am, Yeah, you know, that's just a, a choice I make. I'm not loud about all the you know, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: all the, uh, you know, all the things, but yeah, um, like so, there are some topics I just won't touch. But then
0: mm-hmm.
1: there are some like women's rights. You know, I'm like, women have rights. Like, you know, if you're a woman, you have some rights. Don't forget, you mm-hmm, have rights and mm-hmm. things like that. So, and um, I'm, I'm very anti domestic violence. Right. So um, yeah. So I will always share, you know, mm-hmm. things like that.
0: Yeah. No, that's useful because it is kind of tricky. It used to be that you would get in trouble if you said the wrong thing, but now it's almost yeah. like, well, if you don't say something, if you stay silent, you know, some mm-hmm. people will get mad at you about that. And so like, there are authors like me, I'm way more apolitical yeah. in my online, you know, persona. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, I'm not going to be talking about this. That doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. I don't have opinions, but yeah, it's a little bit, a uh, little bit, Interesting. Have you noticed a, a real big change? What, I'm sure there you have, what are the biggest changes that you've noticed in running and marketing for social media for authors? Um, I would say that if you are, this, this
1: doesn't really have to do with the change, but another one quick tip is I have anything I have to say that takes a side. I leave it on my personal page, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my author page and my Facebook group. They are free of it. And there's like no that. problems yeah. there mm-hmm, at all. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. let people know, I'm like, we don't have to be friends on Facebook. If you just want to follow my author page, that's yep. fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm cool with that. Yeah. And yeah, that makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah. I think one of the big changes is that there are, there's a group of people who feels entitled to have a voice even though they may be sending the wrong message Mm -hmm. or they may be sending a message that's not very clear and can be misunderstood. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, um, I think it's just be very careful with, um, like know what you're posting about. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a friend who follows, um, the same, she, she has the same political leanings I do and she, tried to argue with someone in the comments that, you know, who was agreeing with me that we were wrong. And I was like, well, here's this article from the New York times. And then later she's like, Oh, I apologize. I was totally wrong. Blah, blah, blah. But I left the comments up because they're educational. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So No, that's cool. Yeah. I know I get a little nervous, you know, like my worst case scenario, this, this is why I remain totally apolitical, yeah. online. My, my fear is if I were to express opinion, even if it was like in the comments of somebody else's post yeah. and it makes somebody mad enough, they're going to look up who I am. They're going to be like, Oh, she's an author. And then all of a sudden they're going to like lambast me with one star reviews or something. I <laughs> like, I jumped several steps ahead to where, you yeah. know, like we've lost the house and I'm, you know, poor oh, and no. miserable. <laughs>
1: Yes, luckily we have uh, my husband's retirement and I have a day job. So we're not just living off my author earnings. Yeah, I do have that going (laughs) for me. I did get a horrible, horrible review on my very first book ever, Uh Scream Jenny. It's the only one-star review. And my editor was uh, faced with the choice to spend an extreme amount of money Mm -hmm. on a last ditch effort to save her elderly cat or to choose, you know, it was a quality, requirement. Right. Did she want to extend her life or did she want yeah. her just to go peacefully now? Yeah. And the extension of life wasn't going to be that much, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And her, one of her friends was like, spending that much money on a pet is stupid, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh no, 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 no what's stupid is telling someone how to spend their money on saving their animal and Uh she looked me up and left me a one-star review and the review says something like not worth the paper it's printed on and I laughed because I was like you're saying this about the ebook version about the kindle version hello (laughs)
0: it's
1: not printed on paper anyway right so yeah so I was like yay I'm authentic I have a one-star review now
0: (laughs) but but yeah, yeah it did
1: happen and it was yeah
0: yeah. There's not a ton you can do. And and like yeah. you said, uh, a one-star review or two, they do make you look more legit. So nothing yeah. to lose and sleep I put over. Her in a,
1: I put her in a book and one of my pen names and that character was sent away for life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Got to come yeah. up. And, well, talk yep. to us about some of your favorite tools, um, especially working from home. It's easy yeah. to get distracted. What tools do you like to just stay focused?
1: So I love the newsfeed eradicator. It's an, it's a oh, I've got extension. that too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when you open Facebook, it does not show you a newsfeed. It just shows you an inspirational quote, but you yep. can change those quotes. Mm -hmm. So my quotes are a little hostile and they're like, why aren't you writing? What's your word really? Should you be on That's hilarious. Mine are
0: like super sweet and inspiring. And I never even thought about changing it. That's so funny. Like I get quotes from Gandhi and (laughs) you know, right now mine says, even if I knew that tomorrow the world would go to pieces, I would still plant my apple tree. Martin Luther. (laughs) Those are the quotes that mine gives me. That's so sweet. (laughs) It's so me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. and, And like, you know, some author quotes, like, you know. The road to health payable with adverbs. Get rid of your adverbs. Oh no. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't know you yeah. could do that. But no, it's great because it means that you can't browse Facebook from your computer. Right. I, can I can still check notifications. Yeah. Um, you know what I did is I changed my Facebook password to just total gobbledygook yeah. and never logged back in on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and never bothered to take the time to be like, okay, I know that if I go, I'm going to have to look at like 30 digits of like the yeah. most random symbols and put them in. So I've had Facebook off my phone for probably five months now. It feels so good.
1: Oh, that's awesome. No, granted, I'm go. on board
0: Panda more. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I rarely go. Um,
1: I play, I've been playing a game, it's free, and I've been playing it for like four years now. It's one of those where you like solve the quest and get items to decorate your island mm-hmm. and my island mm-hmm. is so big now that i can't quit uh-huh. so and it's it's pretty decked out uh-huh. uh jimmy was looking over my shoulder my husband he's looking over my shoulder and he goes what's all that and i'm like don't even get me started uh-huh. this, this is four years of like, <laughs> hard work y'all yeah hard labor and yeah yeah so that um that has taken over my facebook time on my phone at the end of the day and you know yeah. or if, like you know Uh, we go to the pharmacy and he runs inside and I'm waiting in the car, you know, play my game for a few minutes.
0: Yeah. No, sometimes we need that time.
1: Not really productive.
0: Well, if it's given your time, your brain time to kind of decompress, I, I still call that productive. Um,
1: yeah. Decompression is really important. Yeah. So, but when I'm being productive, um, besides the new speed eradicator, um, I use timers on my echo device. Mm Mm-hmm and she's pretty hostile too because I have one that's called start writing <laughs> oh and, no and then uh she's like okay it's time to write and she plays like 20 minutes of music you know soothing uh-huh. music and then there's like this alarm I love people I ever watched like the circle on Netflix It's like <clears throat> oh stop writing get the hands off that keyboard how many
0: words did you get and try like, if I was sergeant. writing at your house that'd be so funny <laughs> I would just like, don't yell at me please yeah
1: she just <laughs> totally starts screaming so, and I'm like, oh,
0: stop! To stop, and,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I just lose track of time, so I don't know like how much time has gone by. So. Right,
0: right. Um, well, and you had mentioned the <clears throat> tomato timer for people who yep. don't know. Can you explain how that works?
1: Yeah. So what it does is it goes along with like the Pomodoro method. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yep. Yep. So what it does is it gives you, it sets a timer for 25 minutes, so you can do 25 minutes of work, and then you get five minutes of goof off time, and then 25 minutes of work, and five minutes of goof off time, or just, you know, you can take a short break, a long break, it's got all kinds of settings that I have not even played with, but, but yeah, it's really, it's an online timer, it's really helpful. Um, Another, if, oh, and if you want background noise, but you don't want to be like you know shocked back into reality then mm-hmm. like I am right um you can still use your echo devices for that. you can use um Spotify through your computer and just you know set up for a playlist or um some other ones if you some i know some people who cannot write to music, but they still need white noise. Mm-hmm. so call vivid captivity uh-huh. <clears throat> and this will be in the link, so you don't have to worry about how to spell it. But it's basically a coffee shop background. Um, Cafe Restaurant does similar. It's a background noise generator.
0: Yeah. And um, you can find some of these things on YouTube also. But then sometimes you get oh, interrupted yeah. by ads.
1: <laughs> yeah. I uh-huh. had YouTube premium for three months for free. And then when I turned it off, like I didn't, I was like, Else oh, it's not that different. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, so, no, it totally not, is.
1: Yeah, I'm not willing to pay for it. So <laughs> um, one of my favorite ones is Rainy Mood.com and it's uh-huh. just basically gentle rain. Like that sounds like, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I so, tried super. the uh like a coffee shop noise yeah. one and it made me so anxious because um, I don't know, just like feeling surrounded by people or like it felt like I needed to try to pay attention to yeah. what I was hearing. So it didn't help me tune it out. It had the exact opposite effect. And it made me feel like I was being watched. I didn't like it, but um, cause I know even for music, if I have music, it, it needs to be instrumental because if it's yeah. lyrics, like I find myself trying to listen to those, yeah. but um, no, I, I think you could learn a ton about different authors by what productivity music they prefer in the background. Yeah. Are you familiar um, with uh, binaural beats as I think how you say it?
1: No, is that the lo-fi kind of stuff?
0: I don't know. My layperson understanding is that it works with headphones and going in one ear is a slightly different frequency than what goes in the other ear. And what it does is what based on the frequency and the frequency difference it can tune your brain in different ways. And it might be like a hundred percent placebo and I'm totally fine with that, but they have specific ones for focus or for concentration or for happiness or, you know, for feeling calmer. And so that's one of the ones that I like, or (laughs) I like to listen to a marvel movie soundtrack like instrumentals and be like especially if i'm getting all like pumped up and psyched up to write something exciting <laughs> those are my you two know, go-to's Pandora,
1: the uh, the hand Zimmer channel on pandora is really good for that oh okay yeah <laughs> um there's another one it's called ride or die
0: oh I know about and that one yeah
1: yeah it's got different settings and like it'll like if you quit writing it'll start backspacing or mm-hmm. you know you start writing and you set the timer and it's like a crying baby goes off <gasps> if you quit that's writing. terrible
0: Becky yeah, you're a like, horrible person yeah I'm like why would anyone <laughs> use this like I, <laughs> think, you know, I, know I only use one, it a
1: handful of times and, like yeah. if you
0: stop writing it it makes a big spider show up on your screen and scare oh. you like they're just mean <laughs> yeah,
1: I only do that. My husband send me that swing because he's terrified of spiders.
0: Uh, I love spiders because they eat our mosquitoes. So, yes, <laughs> we're just like every time we see a spider, we like cheer him on. Like, come on, little guy, <laughs> you can do it.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple spiders living in my window, uh, between the window and the screen because I don't put my windows up very often. Because oh, uh-huh, poll- uh-huh. Pollen yeah, is like I see them, like I would always see the memes about you know pollen in South Carolina. friends right. who live here and they would complain about it. I never, you don't get it till you live here.
0: Oh yeah. And then
1: you get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Our pond was our, our, we have a pond, a little small pond in front of our yard and like it had a yellow tinge across it for all the pot, you know. Yeah. From the pollen.
0: Yikes. Like pollen scum.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I love my little spiders and I, I named them yeah. Charlotte after Charlotte's Club.
0: So. Well, I know we still have more on your list. So let's, um, yes. let's jump to the newsletters because I know that's yep. a huge one. That can be a really big expense. There were yeah. some of them where, you know, based <clears throat> on how many subscribers you have, you might end up paying mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars a month. So what do you oh, find yeah. to be the best newsletter providers? Yeah. And some people they go with a, one that's popular. I'm
1: not mm-hmm. going to name names, but they'll they'll go mm-hmm. with a popular one. And it's got a, like a lot of fancy bells and whistles mm-hmm. and they don't even need it yet. Yeah, you might not need out. that much. Yeah. So the two that I see the most are MailerLite and MailChimp. Mm-hmm. Very easy to set up, very easy to use. Both of them will work with like a Gmail address. Um, I got an email last night from a multi-bestselling author who's also an Emmy award-winning newscaster and I'm reading through her newsletters are always delightful. And I get to the bottom, I'm like she uses MailChimp, huh? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> wow, like that's really cool. So I prefer MailerLite. I think the de- deliverability is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, I started out with MailChimp, but then I was using MailerLite for so many clients that I just, that's my personal yeah. preference. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I also have a link in here that it compares like five or six different free newsletter
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, platforms.
1: Yeah. And so that way you can just, you know, see what works best for you.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Well, we've been chit chatting a ton. So I think we'll wrap it up with the list here, but we'll throw it in the show notes so that anybody who's interested, um, Becky put, you've probably only heard maybe like 20% of what she's got on here. Um, (laughs) she has a list of just fun things like quizzes Mm. and things like that. Those are, those are fun for reader engagement as Uh, well.
1: Yeah. And for like book releases, you know, Mm -hmm. stick a word, search in your newsletter.
0: Yeah. Um, different writing tools. Do you want to, do you mm-hmm. have a writing tool you want to throw out? Like does one on your list warrant, like um, everybody must know about this.
1: I love the Hemingway app.
0: What does that because, do?
1: Um, it's an online editor. Oh, okay. And it's, it's web-based. You don't have to download anything. Mm-hmm. You can, you don't have to though. And it only lasts for as long as you have the page open. So as soon oh, as you okay. close the page, it's gone. hmm what a lot of people don't know is that the text that's there, you can just get rid of the example text and just paste your own text in and it's color coded. So like passive voice shows up in Mm -hmm. one color. And Mm -hmm. at the Mm -hmm. sentence if it's purple prose, a really long sentence it shows up in purple and um, being a visual person. I like the color coding. And I also, a lot of people think you have to be a a member of masterclass Mm -hmm. to access all the stuff on their site, but they have a blog. And it's got, they, they have articles with so much good information that's available to anybody. So I will link for that in there too. Awesome. And uh, the last one I'm to mention is Sisters in Crime, because um, you don't have to be a member to do their webinars or, you know, read their art, some of their articles
0: and things like that. Is that more for like suspense and mystery authors? Um, what do they do? Some of it's, it's a mystery writing group, but, cool.
1: um, and suspense, I guess too. And, but some of their, um, some of their webinars have been like, you know, just basic writing related, not really genre, yeah. genre related, or it's more, just more industry related.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for compiling all of this and sharing kind of your own personal story with us and mm-hmm. yeah, all of the extra free advice you had about social media and <laughs> everything else. Um, if people wants your help especially with social media and stuff um because i know you've got a couple different services do you want to yeah take a minute to just tell us about that
1: so i have a patreon it's called month of sundays and the tagline is because planning your social media shouldn't take a month of sundays and it's patreon.com slash month of sundays it starts at ten dollars a month for a basic social media calendar that has a suggestion for every day and then the benefit's There are three tiers. The benefits get a little bigger with each tier, of course, how Patreon works. But the other tiers, the benefits are graphics that you can use. Um, And it's made to fit like any genre. So I don't want to say it's generic or basic, but Mm -hmm. there's still eye-catching graphics. But it's just, you know, some are holiday-based, some are seasonal, some are just book related and then also newsletter prompts.
0: Oh, nice. That would be really useful because I know that's a big one. People are like, What do I write about in my newsletter? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So, month of Sundays on Patreon. Well, thanks again for being you and sharing Thank such a wealth of knowledge me. with us. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. And um, again, this is Becky Mooth, and you can find her at Patreon on month of Sundays or all the places online to check out what yeah. she's doing. Um, and why don't you tell us a little bit about your books too, in case people are interested?
1: Oh, sure. Um, As Becky Muth, I write Sweet Romance and Romantic Suspense, and they're mostly published through Sweet Promise Press. And then as RA Muth, I write cozy mysteries and weird little Twilight Zone kind of stories. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, have a great day, everybody. And Becky, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp that provides secure online counseling with a licensed professional therapist. I'm a really private person, so I was nervous to start counseling, but I'm really thankful for how easy they made the process. When you sign up, you fill out this form, and then they use your answers to match you with just the right therapist. It's easy to set up your appointments, and you can chat with your therapist via messages or phone or video, and you can also switch therapists anytime. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid packages, so don't let the cost be the reason not to pursue talking to somebody. The writing life can be hard and sometimes lonely, and we're really not meant to go and do it alone. I'm really thankful for my therapist and for all the insights that have been coming up in my appointments. Like I said, I was pretty scared at the beginning because I didn't know what to expect, but now my biggest regret is honestly not doing it sooner. BetterHelp is giving successful writer listeners 10% off your first month of counseling. Just go to betterhelp.com Alana to start your therapeutic journey today.